Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Fire. Today's Friday, February 9th. 2024. I'm your guest host, Kelsey O'Malley. I'm filling in for the one and only Jeff Tharp, which how can anyone even fill in for Jeff? He is the best host of all time, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try you guys. And I'm so glad to be here with you today. Jeff is doing great, by the way, just taking a little bit of a break. And so he texted me today. He's like, Hey, could you fill in for me? It's Jesse Green. And I was like, yes. And then I saw Jesse's notes and I was like, double yes, because she's going to be talking about something I'm very passionate about, um, which is holiness in, in God's church and what he's doing right now um, in, in all of our lives. And I think we feel that and we sense that. And so Jesse's going to break that down and talk about that today. Quick story about Jesse. Uh, we've met a couple times at Sid Roth and we would always eat lunch in this conference room. So like after we were done filming and the guests would come in and the staff and we would eat lunch and Jesse would always have amazing stories of either what God had just done at her most recent meeting with like healings and baptisms. And she would always have a fresh word from, from God to share. And she's so passionate about the Lord. She's so passionate about helping people um, grow in their relationship with Jesus. So I'm really excited to have her on and chat with her today. How was your Friday? Did you guys have a good Friday today? Let me know in the comments. I know Elijah Fire family's watching. I love all of you guys so, so very much. Um, You guys are the sweetest, the best audience. Um, Jeff has the absolute best audience. So, so glad to be with you guys today. Quick announcement. uh, We're releasing our 12th teaching series. It's a four-part teaching series with Yvonne Atia, and it's about intimacy with Christ. It's going to be on our podcast this Saturday, February 10th. So make sure you check that out. Jeff was telling me a little bit about that before um, we got on here and was like, hey, it is powerful. Like it is a powerful teaching series and it's on the uh, Song of Solomon. It's going to help you grow in your intimacy and your relationship and your closeness to Jesus. So make sure you check those out. We also want to thank you so, so very much for partnering with us as we dig fresh water wells all throughout Uganda. You guys are so generous and changing so many lives by your generous giving. The the villagers have got to walk all through this dirt and this, this swamp to go and pick water. To show you this is to really let you know you are not only uh, doing history but leaving a legacy. Because from from this water to clean water, you have eliminated all diseases. There are many communities that are still struggling and suffering. Uh, so we continue to pray with you and continue to pray with us that we shall continue to lift up the standards of living of our people and that they can be free from all sicknesses. God bless you. We are now we are now heading to the launch of a wonderful gift that you have donated yeah. to elevate these people from this level to the Relax. level now you're gonna see. It up for you. We thank you. We thank you so much for alleviating this community from bad contaminated water. And we pray that God blesses you so much. We are going to open it and launch it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
behalf of Elijah Steel, I hand over this hall to the leaders and to the people and I dedicate it to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and everyone who say, Amen. So let us see whether we have some water. You are impacting thousands. Donate today at Elijahsdreams.com slash donate. Thank you guys again so, so much. Those videos never get old. And every time I see them, the people are just so precious that they get fresh, clean water and they get to thank God for it. It's a reminder of the goodness of God. And without your help, it it would not be happening. So bless you guys. Thank you so, so, so very much. Not even the smallest amount um, goes unnoticed by us or by God. So thank you guys again. Um, All right, we're going to start today's show. I want to bring on my friend. She's a revivalist. She's a mom, a brand new mom again. She just had her fourth baby uh, two months ago. So the fact she's on here is amazing and awesome. I'm so happy to be with her. She's also um, the director of Saturate Global along with her husband, Parker. And today she's really going to bless us with a word from the Lord. So please help me welcome my guest, Jesse Green. Hey, Jesse, welcome. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. I'm so excited. I like, I feel like we're just in the green room, just catching up, talking about all our favorite things again. (laughs) I know it's been a while. Like last time you saw me, I was pregnant and then now, then you (laughs) got pregnant and then now you have a two month old and my son's 11 months. And it's like (laughs) so crazy whirlwind of just the amazingness of God though. The faithfulness of God is like, look at how much has happened over such a short period of time. It's, it's amazing. Like God is moving. He's moving in people's lives. He's moving through shows like this. He's reaching people all over the world. And you and Parker are reaching tons of people. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of testimonies you can share with us even right now about your church, what you're seeing God doing. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, about what God is doing in the church right now and what we should yeah. be of and how we should respond to what God's doing. But before we talk about that, I thought we could just open in prayer because okay. I know you and me, we can be tired <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> but I could tell you whether you're tired or whether you're going through something hard um, right now, something difficult, which most of us are. I mean, the human walk down here, we're all going through different trials and different totally. things in our lives, turning our hearts toward Jesus and fixing our eyes again on the on the greatness of the Lord, the faithfulness of the Lord. It changes not only our mindset, it brings us comfort and just to know Jesus is at the right hand of God. He's interceding for us. He already sees the outcome of right. everything. He sees you're tired. He sees you're a new mom. He sees I'm tired. He sees I'm mom. I'm juggling. He sees you guys out there, what you're going through that bills need to be paid and the job is not meeting that. God knows. And so let's just turn to the Lord again before we start and just rend our hearts before him and thank him for today. So Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that we get to all come together as the body and we get to love your son. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now. God, thank you that we're alive and living today, that we're breathing today, and we can share the good news of Jesus Christ to those around us. Lord, I pray that you would comfort those who are 
in a time of trials and testing and hardship. Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I just pray today you would comfort their hearts as they turn their eyes upon Jesus. And Lord, I pray right now that you would just um, saturate and fill Jesse to overflowing, overflowing, Lord, that all uh, the tiredness and all the, the heaviness of what it entails to be a mom, Lord, that that would be lifted in God. There would be a supernatural energy and rejuvenation that comes to her, Lord, as she ministers to us today. And Father, we thank you um, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, God. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Jesse, let's get into let's get into the topic today that can be a little heavy, but I think it's a needed topic. It'll I think light and exciting because it's definitely like what the Lord is saying and doing. So I always feel like when things are intense, but you can feel that like burning in you that this is like the Lord, you're like, okay, I can handle like intense things. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a good way to put it because he does put a burning in you. And I think it's like the righteous indignation of totally. knowing that the Lord uh, desires a pure bride a spotless bride. And I think when you really come to know the Lord and his word, it changes you. It changes the way you see things. It changes the way you respond to things. And you can't just ignore um, sin like you used to. You can't just cut people sweep it under the rug. Oh, it's no big deal. But once you really come to know the goodness of what Jesus has done for us, you can't just say, oh, it's no big deal because he died for that. So we would totally. be changed and, and transformed. So let's start off by talking um, about God cleaning up uh, his house, the church. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone that watches Elijah Fire, I feel like I'm like beating this topic to death. But um, I wrote a book in last year um, called Saturate, which a lot of you guys have read it. Um, but in it, I always keep referencing it, but it's like everything that's in this book is like coming to pass. And so all the time I'm equally as shocked because I'm like, oh my goodness, like another thing. But um, the fifth wave in this vision that I had that's in the book is God cleaning up his house. And mm-hmm. um, you're newer to the vision. Basically 2020, I had an open vision of seven waves of awakening coming to America And the first wave was the separation of the wheat and the tares. The second wave was this rise of an Esther company and a Deborah company, which we're seeing so much of that really happening right now. Um, The third wave was this prophetic showdown. Fourth wave was national repentance. And the fifth wave um, is God cleaning up his house. And um, the Lord told me that all of these waves would be happening and they would keep happening and keep moving over this 10 year period. Oh, and wow. I think I'm sometimes in shock how quickly everything is happening and how big everything is happening. Like I've shared on Elijah fire, this word about Esther and Deborah's. Um, and now it feels like it's like, like, it's like so obvious, like, yes, of course, like we're seeing this movement of powerful women like happening all around the earth and it's insane and now it's like that's not even prophetic at this point it's just (laughs) happening and uh, I feel like the same thing's happening now with this word in regards to God cleaning up his house and um, I think so many people are shocked and surprised when they're seeing um, ministers that were their favorites 
um, people that I never imagined in a million years um, falling or being exposed or horrible things happening in the body of Christ. And it's like this mass exposure is happening. And uh, um, I want to just encourage you that we want this. Like you want sin to come into the light. And especially when leaders are leading massive movements of people and influencing large amounts of people. What we pray is that the Lord would call them into repentance in secret, that they would repent quickly, that they would make right for their wrong. Because all of us, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short from the glory and the Lord in his kindness, he's sanctifying us. He leads all of us into personal repentance. But we also need to pray as the body of believers that if leaders or even members of congregations choose to not repent, that the Lord would expose it so that we would not fall into manipulation, we would not be deceived, and we would not fall into crisis, which is what we're seeing in so many ministries. And so I just want to tell people that um, what you're seeing start to happen, that this is just the beginning. And I know that sometimes that can be scary. Um, I believe that right now, the kindness of the Lord, he is dealing with people behind the scenes. And I want to encourage you, if you are a minister and you are, let's say you're an itinerant minister, you travel and preach, or maybe you lead a church or you lead like a massive global movement, like allow the Lord right now to search your heart and ask him like, God, is there anything, anything in me that offends you? Like, I'm not even talking about big things like adultery and sexual immorality and all yes. this crazy stuff we're seeing ex exposure in. I'm saying like, if you're just like gossiping and being kind of like a shady person, <laughs> allow the Lord to bring that to the yes. light and just repent quickly because the Lord is so kind that he will bring it into the light. And I don't want it to totally destroy your life. So we're right. about to see a mass exposure like we've never seen before, Kelsey. But it's the kindness of the Lord that's bringing these things into the light. Yeah, that's so good. And I think, too, I was telling Jeff, I think I was on a couple weeks ago, and I was telling him, I think we're going to see ministers who are going to step up as an amazing example, and they're going to publicly step up and they're going to publicly say, listen, I'm struggling with this and I yeah. need you to forgive me. And I want to turn away from this and I want to be better. And they're going to, that shouldn't be something that you should be ashamed of. The Bible totally. says, repent your sins to one, one to another that you may be healed. Right. And so we're supposed to repent to one another. And I don't know why there's so much shame and there shouldn't be, there's no more condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Right. He's already paid for all our sins. He's paid the price already. And so we don't have to have condemnation. When we totally. repent, we repent to one another and we're healed. We're forgiven by the Lord. And it's like, stop hiding because when you hide it, it's only like you said, it just, it makes it worse and it compounds the problem. <laughs> like, if you expose something and you say, hey, I'm dealing with this, it's way more likely 
if you're accountable to someone for you to get help, I mean, I know this is a world like a, a, a way the world does it, but you know how with AA, um, they have people they assign those people to where they say, right. hey, call them if you're struggling. Shouldn't the body of Christ be that for one another? Shouldn't we 100%. be there to be like, hey, call me if you're struggling? I'm not condemning you. You, you live in a fallen world in, in a sinful right. flesh. Call me. Let me share the word of God with you. Let me minister to you so you don't fall into that sin. You right. know, that has to be so normalized, Jesse, because right now it's, there's such a stigma of like, if I'm, if I'm struggling with my flesh, I'm just a whore. I'm not even a Christian anymore. It's like, right. have you ever read Romans seven? No, you, you're <laughs> like, you are still right. a Christian. Like, I, I just think it, that whole mindset has to change and it has to start with the leaders because totally. whether or not we know it leadership it stems down from the head of of leadership within within the church and if they people see an example of them publicly coming and confessing and saying hey i struggle with this i think of did you ever right. see lou ingle um a, a while ago he publicly admitted that he was struggling um like he had seen some stuff on tv and had some bad thoughts right he, he publicly on stage started repenting to the church about seeing things that he didn't want to see and having right. thoughts he didn't want to have. Now he wasn't acting on those thoughts, but still the, the humility in that man is a great example oh, yeah. for all my, of us. My husband's spiritual father, like publicly repented of seeing a Victoria's secret catalog in wow. the mill when he wow. was like a leader in the church wow. um, back when he was, he was a leader at the vineyard, like back in the eighties and the nineties when you like got catalogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells his story of like repenting openly to the church that like he had gotten the catalog in the mail or his wife did. And he had looked at it. And I just was like, man, like that is, I think the standard. And I think that that's yeah. what leaders should be um modeling is that like quick rapid repentance and not hiding it and i think a big thing kelsey is that like so and my husband and i talk about this all the time that over the last 20 years so much of the ministry world and um uh, even the church planting world has been um really just built on strategy um mm. a lot of the planting conferences I go to, most of the meetings, most of the breakouts are on marketing strategies, growth strategies, growth tracks, um, how to like disciple new people, but it's all strategic. And mm -hmm. I think the reason why so many leaders are struggling and afraid to say something is because they've built a lot of what they're, they're doing on strategy and not on prayer, not on consecration. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, they don't have people that they can even be accountable to. So I even know for us, like we planted a church a year ago and um, for us having a board of spiritual elders and advisors that we can have tough conversations with people that can tell us yes. no. Yes. Um, that yes. is essential. Yes. And yet it's not the norm. And so I think mm -hmm. that um, it's it's really important that that stuff gets in order. And I think the Lord is putting it in order. Yeah. Um, Amen. And, and we're just seeing it very publicly right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
people even like, you know who you are. When you genuinely encounter the Lord and have fully given your life, I mean, you you look at the Lord and you say, here's every part of me. You know, Jesse, you've done that. I know your testimony. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. You were, you were party girl, out doing all this stuff, out, out living the life that people in the world think, oh, this that's my goal. Right. Like, that's my goal. She was living my goal. And you laid everything down. I think when you have reached that point of giving everything to the Lord, laying right. it all down, and he strips that all from you, and you, you're changed. There's, you are not the same person. So you're, good. you're changed. And so you read the Bible. You meditate on it. You let it get into your heart. You let it get into your mind. Then you start living it out. You start living out what uh, the Lord asks us to do. When you live like that and you walk into a place or a church and you've been touched like that, you, I mean, inherently for, I think you could agree with this. It's so easy for you to see the compromise. Yes. Like <laughs> yes. it's so, it, it just blows my mind, Jesse. It's like, you can see it everywhere. You're like, this is compromise. This is co like red flags right. going off everywhere. And I think if that's you listening to this and you do happen to go somewhere and, right. and you've given everything and you're seeing all these red flags, like what do you do? Let's just say someone's listening and they're like, Ooh, I love like, this. That's topic. my church. What oh, this I is do? so good. Because I feel like there's the, okay, so there's a pendulum swing that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. So there are people watching right now all around the world, and you are in a church that is not actually biblically a church at all. It mm -hmm. might be more of a social club, but it's not living in any way. Um, to the biblical truth and standards that we see in scripture, Paul, the apostle would not identify maybe your church as a church. Um, maybe he'd write a really harsh letter. Right. And uh, right. Um, I, I talk to people all the time, all the time. And they're in churches that are, they see the compromise and the Lord's given us the gift of discernment. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, like, don't ignore that. That is the Holy Spirit guiding you yes. and helping you. And you should not stay in a church that is compromised. And you should not stay in a church because of comfort or because of just loyalty. And I just um, want to say that because I talk to people all the time and they're like, my church is like this. Well, and I'm like, biblically speaking, you have full permission to leave and leave mm -hmm. well. And you can address this, but go like you only have yeah. one life on this earth. And I, right. I sometimes like need to emphasize that, but I'm like, you don't have like 30, 40 years to just be floating in a body of believers that is not wanting to follow Jesus, right? Like, join a CrossFit and then get yourself in a real church. <laughs> but like, right. if you're just in a church for community, there right. are lots of things you can do for community. There's pottery classes and yes. all this other stuff, but True. that's not the primary role of church is a social right. club. Right. Um, but then on the pendulum swing, Kelsey, I think since 2020, what we've seen is this wanderlust spirit where people mm. saw so much compromise in 2020 that they saw so much exposure in 2020. So they did leave 
um, and maybe their church shut down and they started doing church online, but now they're kind of in this floating space mm. where I talk to people all the time that are just kind of not part of anybody. They're mm -hmm. kind of wandering and now they feel like they just don't belong anywhere. And I want to encourage you that also is not God's will for you. Okay. And I know that sometimes that's hard to hear because people all the time are like, well, the Lord is in my living room and his presence is here. And yes, that is true. Yeah. However, the plan of expanding God's kingdom on earth is the local church. And you yourself are not the local church. I see people post that on social media. They're like, I'm the church. No, the, the church is a group of believers that yes. are laying down their lives and preaching the gospel and listening to the apostles teaching and they're studying the word and they're holding each other accountable to the standard of sanctification through Good. holiness of obeying Jesus. And you can't just yes. do that on your own. And if you're doing that by yourself, there's going to be more warfare because you're like this lone ranger mm. and the enemy is just like, oh, that person is an open target. And so if you're struggling with offense or hurt, mm -hmm. I know lots of people have been hurt by the church. Yeah. Listen, forgive, ask the Holy Spirit, how do you forgive? But then ask the Holy Spirit. He will help you say, yeah. where should I go to church and then go to that church? <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. And being alone, I think too, is a is a tactic of the enemy because totally we're supposed to gather in fellowship and don't forsake the assemblies of the gathering together. The Bible tells us don't forsake that. Don't, you know, no say, well, I know the word on my own. Listen, even if you right. have a group of four people, five people, and that's it, that's good. That's good. Start meeting together and, and right. reading the Bible, be there for one another, pray for one another. Like, you need so that fellowship. And I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's easy to uh, step away and, and see all the wrong and then say, well, you know, I just every church is like that and, and every place right. is like that. You know, well, how, you don't really know that you're just, you know, you have to give places a chance. And hey, maybe you do give another place a chance and it's not going to work. Well, give somewhere else a chance. And like <laughs> as he said, allow the Lord to lead you in that and, and pray and ask him, hey. Father, would you guide me and lead me to the place I'm supposed to be? Would you help me see the path I'm supposed to be on? And God hears our prayers, you know, he's faithful Absolutely. to answer our prayers. And it's so, it's so good to talk about this because you can't be alone, you know, when it's not totally. good to be alone, it's not good to be alone. Um, cause when compromise does come in or temptation does come in, you know, like, are you strong enough to resist the enemy and then not have right. anyone there to hold up your arms and help you and encourage you? Like, can, right. can you be all the things yourself? You know, the body, the Bible talks about we're a body, right? We're not all an eye. We're not all, an <laughs> right. we're all members and you can't just have a body with one eye. So like, if you're the only person in your church, right? Well, like, where's the rest of the members <laughs> of your body? Like you're in trouble. You can't see everything. Right. You can't be a hand and an eye and an ear and a mouth and a foot. You, you have to have all of that. That's the way God intended the church yes. to be. So it's almost like a rebellion, you know, and then, oh, absolutely. And you, have to, and you have to all look at this stuff with 
humility and grace and, and have a teachable heart. Right. Like, cause I think that's totally for all of us, that's hard to look in the mirror and say like, am I, am I being like rebellious? And am I just kind of wanting to like be alone because that's easier? Like God help right. me. Well, and you asking know? the Lord those like hard questions. Cause I think that Again, I know this sounds harsh, but a lot of times we can justify a lot of things because of pain, because of um, past experiences. Oh, and- yeah. I do that all the time, Jesse. I justify oh, all the time. <laughs> 100%. I mean, even like full transparency. So like 2020, we launched Saturate and uh, we're seeing God do these crazy things like across the earth, right? Yeah. And uh, we leave California, we come to North Carolina and we start visiting churches and uh, in North Carolina, especially where we're at, a lot of the churches are like Southern Baptist. They don't mm-hmm. even believe women ministers. Right. And yep. it's like, there's not really a lot of like Holy Spirit filled churches. And I've seen deaf ears open and people come out of wheelchairs. And I just started weeping when I got here because I said to my husband, I was like, how am I supposed to go to church and Mm -hmm. sit and listen to like a three point message about like living your best life? When I just last week saw someone walk out of a wheelchair and uh, you feel this like angsty feeling, but I, Mm -hmm. I, again, I want to encourage you, like pray, talk to the Lord about it. Like, don't just ignore it and recognize like God wants you to be with a group of believers. And I remember Parker and I just praying about it. And I was like, we can't just be these like rogue itinerant ministers that are just like loading and we're not a part of a local body. Mm -hmm. And so we actually, and it was like the kindness of the Lord. He started to connect us with um, some lead pastors all around the East coast that were leading churches that were Holy spirit filled, that were super healthy super Mm -hmm. strong and like seeing moves of God, but also grounded in the word. And it gave my husband and I so much hope and so much Mm -hmm. vision. And then last year, Parker was like, all right, we're going to actually plant a church. And I thought in a million years, I was like, I don't want to ever plant a church. Like this is not (laughs) what I want to do, but Mm -hmm. God was actually answering um, our prayer and request through us and uh, now like the people that are in our church it's like it was everything that i had been praying for and i had no idea what god was putting together wow. but i had to ha- i had to see it in other places to have vision mm-hmm. for it right but god answered that prayer and showed me like this is possible like what you're believing for that you haven't seen it exists and i'm going to show it to you and so I know that I talk to people all the time and they have these like big dreams and hopes for a church, but yes. based on their experience, they feel like what they want is impossible. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you like, no, God is doing that. And there's a reason why that's in your heart, that desire for what you're searching yes. for in a church. Maybe there's something more, a higher standard um, yes. that you're looking for, we'll ask the Lord and he will show you because he is pioneering churches like that all across the nation. And yes. it, is, it is so cool to see what he's birthing right now. 
Yeah, it's amazing because another point in your notes is like it's we're we're entering a new era in the church because yes. you can't just stay the same. Uh, totally, way it is. So, talk a little bit about um, what we should expect to see or what we're going to see um, in this time of what God's doing. Yeah. Um, well, really quickly, so connected to that. Um, so everyone in the beginning of the year, they have like, they're like word for like 2024, like this year, like, you know, the prophecy for the year. Yes. And, uh, we want what we had our January services and my husband was like, Jesse, will you prophesy over the church and like share a word for the year? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, great. And I've spent lots of time nursing in the middle of the night in prayer. So I was like, I've got like a thousand words. So that's um, right. (laughs) It's like when you're late night, you get all the downloads from the Lord. So true. Yes. I was prepping for this message and um, I had like a bunch of prophetic words written down and then the Lord just like dropped into me this revelation the morning I was going to preach. And I'm just going to read the notes to you because I felt like, honestly, I was shaking while preaching this because I was getting the revelation like as I was speaking it and I could just feel the weight of the Lord of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just kept saying to me, he said, since the resurrection of Jesus, Um, we have been living in a new era. And uh, if we can have a revelation of the resurrection of Jesus, that is the new era of the church. Um, And he said to me, he said that many people within the body of Christ um, have lots of different vision boards, that they have lots of different plans, dreams, and goals. But he said to me, he said, I want them to have the same vision board, which is Christ and Christ crucified. And he said, in this new era of church, there will be absolutely no mixture because he wants to breathe on the gifts within the body of Christ, within the saints and multiply those gifts. But for him to multiply the things that he's put inside of us, he absolutely has to purge the idols to make room for the anointing. And so he's saying, he said to me, he said, it's going to look extreme that this new era of church will look extreme in a culture of lukewarm Christianity. And so I, I started to kind of just meditate on that. And the Lord said to me, and I I really like, honestly, Kelsey, I started to weep at this vision that the Lord showed me, but he said to me, he goes, you know, Jesse, he says, I despise the lukewarm. I will spit it out of my mouth. And he goes, as, as Christians, as believers, do you share in that same feeling? Like, do you despise what's lukewarm? Like, does it make you like weep? And I I just started to think about it. And I was like, man, God, I like, I don't know if I like despise what's lukewarm. I, I think mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh man, like they're kind of lukewarm. Like that's sucks for them, you know? Right. Right. And I just kind of brush it off and I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm not lukewarm. Like I really like love the Lord, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, that's them. But the Lord was like, no, I need this burden to come upon my church Mm -hmm. that you will share with the Lord, this 
this passion for mm-hmm. us to actually live passionately. And I think what we see in Acts and what we see in the early church is they had this, this revelation that, okay, like Jesus, the Messiah, he actually came and he actually rose from the dead, which means that everything is different now. Like everything Mm -hmm. that we have access to is different now. And if a church, a local church can get a hold of this revelation and realize like, okay, like if your church is in Charlotte or in Wilmington or California or New York, then the people that are walking around your town that are demonized, the people that need healings in the hospitals, the Mm. people that are living in your city, not in every other city, not global revival, but where you live, your neighbors, the people in your midst, if they don't know Jesus, then as the local church that falls into your jurisdiction, and that means it's our responsibility to show them the kingdom of heaven. So We've been given literally, and I've just been thinking about this, like, and I know it's like, it's all obvious, like we all preach this and, but it's different when revelation hits you. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, we literally have access to the Holy spirit so that we can show the world as a witness that God is actually alive, that he's actually real And it's not like, I love Holy Spirit encounters. Like I love when I feel that, like that heavy presence, like I want to party with the Holy Spirit all day, but that is not the only reason we have the Holy Spirit. And I just feel like we have settled for this lukewarm churchianity that is Mm. based on strategy and programs. And we have not asked Mm. the Lord, like, God, why are we so ineffective at evangelism? God, Mm. why are we not believing in healing so much that we're not knocking down the doors of our local hospitals? Like Holy Spirit, like, like with how many churches exist in America, Mm -hmm. everyone should be saved because we should be out there showing people like, look what you have access to. Like yes. you have access to the kingdom. And that was the message of Jesus. His message wasn't just like, Hey, let's just have a party. He was like, no, the kingdom is an option for you now. Like yeah. repent, turn away from everything because this new era exists now. Yes. And so I feel like that's what he's shaping in churches now. And I feel like the churches that can get a hold of this are going to explode. And I honestly think that the churches that just want to stay in their programs and events and strategy, they're, they're going to be irrelevant within the next 10 years. Wow. Wow. Sorry, that's I just so like powerful. fully preach. I just got so No, it's good. <laughs> it's so, yeah, because you're passionate because it's revelation. God's dropped inside of you. <laughs> I mean, when God gives you a message, it's the Holy Spirit puts his witness on it, right? I think about totally. Stephen when he was preaching to the, you know, Sanhedrin right before they stoned him. He was like so passionate <laughs> and bold because that's the Holy Spirit in him. Right. So passionate. And that's, you know, why you're passionate about this. And I think we all should be passionate about how Jesus has come and what he's done and how the Holy Spirit indwells us. And I think if you've lost that passion, 
about right. Christ, about his word, about the church, about loving others, about serving. If that is not a passion in your life, you, which everyone watching, this is a passion in your life because you wouldn't be watching. Like I always say, you know, people who, <laughs> on a Friday night, <laughs> a Friday night, you are sitting here wanting to know more about Jesus. Obviously, we're in good company, Jesse. Right. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. But, you know, it's, it's the passion within you. If that passion is lost, that's when you start to wonder like, so you're okay with going every Sunday and sitting down amongst a sea of right. people and you listen to a message being preached, which there's nothing, there's nothing wrong about listening to the word of God. We should, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. We definitely should, right. but there has to be, you have to be part of a body of people who the Lord uses to um, spread his kingdom because the kingdom of God's at hand. The kingdom of God dwells within us. You know, we are disciples. We share. Everyone is a disciple. If you're a believer, you're to learn the word, you're to share the word, you're to minister the word. You know, I think if you've lost that passion, then that's something that, you know, that's a number one to me. Like if if there's no more passion inside of you, if you could care less about preaching the gospel and you could care less about people every day going to hell by the droves, you could <laughs> right. care less about that. That becomes now a major, a major problem that you're okay with just going and sitting on a pew, leaving, going out to lunch and watching football. Right. So your passion right. has changed from the gospel in Christ. Your life has changed from living for him to now living for whatever the world wants to give you. We're not to live that way. And I think people are scared, Jesse, to go into churches where they have someone preaching like you because they feel conviction underneath the weight of God's word and the Holy Spirit. And they I feel like, conviction. I know, I know, I know. I'm I know. like, yes. I'm Every like, time I open the Bible, I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm like, I'm saying this because I'm in the same boat. Like all of you guys that are watching, like, like that is what a relationship with the Lord is like, and that's what it's like when you meditate on his word, it should convict you. I mean, I literally like I'm verbally processing with you. Like the Lord is convicting me where I'm like, do I have faith? Like, why am I not in the hospital parking lots? Like finding people before they go in, do I believe that Jesus heals? Where do I still have disbelief? Because like, like this is the invitation of the Lord, right? He's always bringing us in deeper. He's always transforming our minds, our hearts even more. And that's why even like this whole topic with church, like this is so important because you should be around a company of believers where when you leave, you're like, man, I want to be more like Jesus today. And I have like vision now to actually yes. follow him with a little bit more passion than I did yesterday. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, maybe you're not going to be like Reinhard Bonnke tomorrow, but like maybe tomorrow what you're going to do is like buy a coffee for someone and like share the gospel with them. But you should be around, like, I want to be in a church and be around other believers where their life and their Christianity is working to a point that causes jealousy within me 
Like Mm. I want to be around the most prophetic people that Mm. when they prophesy, it creates this desire in me to want to like have the gifts, right? Because that's what we see in scripture. That's what we see when Paul writes those letters to the Corinthian church. It's because they were seeing God move right and they were he was saying earnestly desire these gifts earnestly desire them because why they were seeing people in their church functioning through the empowerment of the holy spirit and they're like i want that i want that and paul says that's great desire that like be provoked in jealousy like your christianity should work hebrews 11 it literally romans 11 literally tells us that our christianity should work to such a level where Jewish people look at us and it provokes jealousy within them that they think, oh, maybe the Messiah Christ has come because look at how effectively these Christians' lives are working. Like that's the kind of like church I want to be a part of where like every Jewish person in the town is like, man, Like maybe Jesus is real because like, look at their lives. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. I I agree a hundred percent. I, I think being around like-minded people who are, um, sharing God's word, especially Jesse, like for me, when I get around someone who is sharing the word of God and it comes like a sword (laughs) And the way they speak it pierces my heart and makes me want to live more holy, makes me repent of that sin that maybe (laughs) I've kind of pushed down thinking, oh, that's not a big deal. But you know what? When the convicting word of God comes and they start reading out of the Bible and they start reading Paul's letter and it pierces you, that's what I want to be around because that is what makes me realize just how amazing Jesus is, all he's done for me and how I should be giving my life to him. Like if you read about Paul, you know, he, he says, you know, I, the apostles, I think they're the least of these, you know, we're, we're left outside, uh, cold, we're hungry. We have nowhere to stay, but yet we preach the word of God and, and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And, and so he's in these situations in life that many of us go through these hard times, but yet Paul found a way to encourage himself in the Lord and to keep going and being a witness. And, and that's the other thing. We don't want to lose our witness. You know, you don't want to compromise and lose your witness. You always want to be full of God's word and being around people who minister God's word and, and it pierces your heart. I mean, that that changes me like that. I am right. not the same when I leave a service or I listen to someone minister online. I'm t- I'm not the same. I I'm like, God, break me of me. God, change me of me. Don't leave me the same. Don't right. leave me like I am. And praise God, he doesn't. That's why he gave us his word. He doesn't leave us the same. The, it, the power of the Holy Spirit will change us. And I mean, all of this is part of a healthy church that you, you should be in and participating in and, and seeing God move in your own life and in your own heart. And then when he moves on you, he can move on others through you because he's already moved in you. And like, right. I mean, they always say you can't give away what you don't have. Right. So like you can't like, let's say Jesse, people, people listening and watching, they're like, okay, preach the gospel. Okay. 
how do I do that? So if they've <laughs> never been, let's say they go to a lot of churches don't, they do not teach you how to evangelize. They don't teach you, right. hey, this is how you open a conversation with someone. Like, let's say you're sitting at the nail salon. You know, you can turn to someone and be like, hey, what do you think happens to you when you die? <laughs> what do you think happens to you when you die? Just, I'm just wondering, like, that is a great opener of a question of talking about the afterlife. So you can, or right. I'm sure, Jesse, you have tons of openers, but, right. you know, people have to be taught this. So if you're totally. not ever being taught any of this, you don't know. I mean, you don't know what to say. If you don't even, if you don't know John 3, 16, or you don't know these four <laughs> right. scriptures, it, if someone asks you, well, what does the Bible say about that? It might be hard for you to, to go into this. So totally talking about evangelism, you're a great person to talk to because you guys <laughs> do a lot of evangelism, like even in New York and all the, all the amazing stuff you guys do. <laughs> so fun to follow along with Jesse. Cause you'll just see her. Like I follow her on Facebook. Oh, pop up on Facebook. She's like baptizing people in some random, like fountain, this like dirty <laughs> fountain in New York. I'm like, what is Jesse doing? She's like, got people being baptized. It's awesome. But how would you um, how would you say to people watching or listening, Hey, how do I evangelize simple, not, you know, yeah. just a simple technique to, uh, lead someone to the Lord. Okay. This is like, probably not the answer you're looking for, but <laughs> this is what I've been telling our church because everyone like wants an organized outreach, right? It's mm -hmm. like, that's fun. And everyone like likes to do like the Todd White, like street evangelism stuff. And it like is cool. And like, that's the stuff that like goes viral on social media. Right. But right. that's like not what most of life is like. And right. I would say most street evangelism, most outreach, really the benefit of it is it's crucifying your flesh, which is good. But mm -hmm. a lot of times people are not actually getting saved that way. So like, I love to take people on the street, mostly just to get them to get over fear of man, to crucify okay. their flesh, to get over themselves, not necessarily for people to get saved because it's not super effective. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a few people that are actually good at that. But the most effective evangelism tool that I do know that I've seen the most salvations like numerically um, when I train people to do this is learning how to actually be super, super sensitive mm -hmm. and interrupted by the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. And so one of the things I would encourage people to do is create a practice where you wake up in the morning and it, you acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence. You thank the Lord that he's with you. And something I just say to the Holy Spirit is I just say, Holy Spirit, like you have full permission to interrupt me at any point today. And I just ask that you would just show me what you're doing and make mm -hmm. me super aware of your presence. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are some times where I'll just be driving in the car and I'll just feel the love of God come over me. And I just need to pull over the car and just take a moment just to like enjoy the love and the presence of the Lord. And that is as effective for me in evangelism because I'm learning how to be sensitive to his presence. Mm. So then when I'm in um, a coffee shop or at the nail salon, 
Um, I recently was at a nail salon and the woman talking to me, I all of a sudden felt the presence of the Lord come upon me. And the Lord just dropped into me a question to ask the lady. And it wasn't necessarily like a outreach tool because mm -hmm. it was a, it was a word of knowledge. And I started to ask this woman these questions and it opened up into this whole thing, which allowed me to pray for her. I got to prophesy awesome. over her. Um, but if I would have like went in guns blazing with like an evangelism tool, it probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have worked. And right. so I, uh, I think those tools are good, but I, something the Lord's been telling me, and it's so funny that you brought this up because this was not in our notes, but something <laughs> the Lord's been telling me is we've become so reliant on the tools mm -hmm. that we have neglected his tapping. And, oh, good. and I know in our church, we, we, cause we do a lot of evangelism, obviously our, the Lord's anointed our ministry for it. But mm -hmm. then there becomes that like pendulum swing where people are like, all right, Jess, like, can we organize an outreach? Cause we haven't done an outreach in a while. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like we're in error if you can't share the gospel unless we're organizing an outreach. And yeah. so I'm going to show you how to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt you so that you can be a Good. person that is constantly on outreach. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, so uh, I'm, and this is like, like literally this is like fresh bread, Kelsey, cause this is stuff <laughs> that the Lord is like literally teaching our church right now. So it's fun that you just brought that up because we're in this new era, even of evangelism as a local church. Yeah. I think that's a great point is being aware of God's leading and, and relying on him to lead us and, and, to say the right things. What I find too, Jesse, is so hilarious. I love, at least I'm sure God's done this in your life, but what he does is I always know it's him because people will say the most random <laughs> questions to me. Like the other day when yeah. I was at the nail salon, the <laughs> lady was talking to me about her son's school. And she said, yeah, you know, they have, um, they have a break um, you know, for, for some type of, um, I don't know, like, um, something like with Jesus. And <laughs> I'm like, who, who says this to someone like this? Is, right. This is so God, it, even though the lady doesn't even know this is so God <laughs> putting it on this lady's heart to, to bring this up to me, to bring it up to a minister to talk about Jesus when she doesn't know that about me, like, at, or you just find people asking these questions to you that are the best openers ever. And oh, then you totally. didn't even have to open. You're like, God, I see you. All right, let's go. Like, that's the other thing I well, love about Kelsey. God. I'll say that's okay. So that honestly is like the magic ticket to it, because <laughs> yeah. I think that if you position yourself in the mornings to ask the Lord to use you like he will. And yes. then it just being aware. Um, cause I think like, okay, so one of my favorite verses, right. When Jesus says, he says like, lift up your eyes. The fields are white for harvest. Yeah. I think that lift up your eyes part, especially in the era of like social media and distraction. We're all busy. We're all in a rush. Like yeah. nine times out of 10, Kelsey, when I'm leading someone to the Lord, I'm on my way to do something else. And I'm mm -hmm. super busy. Yeah. And it's the worst timing. Like I've got somewhere to go. 
And uh, it's the Lord's like, okay, well, is your plan more important than this person's salvation right now? And I'm like, well, God, on Friday, we're going to do an outreach. So if we could just <laughs> reach you them, them? <laughs> when I've, yeah, when I've sectioned off this time in my calendar to be a Christian, right, that would right. be super helpful. And yes. Um, again, I think it's just the Lord being like, am I actually the Lord of your life or are you yep. still in control? And so all the time I feel like horrible because I'm always texting Parker. We're leaving him a voice memo and I'm like, gotta be 10 minutes late. Just got caught in like some <laughs> random conversation, but, but you're so right, Kelsey, the Lord will bring the people to you. If the Lord knows that you will be a good steward of the opportunity. Yeah. And so Again, I, and it's so funny, most of the people I lead into salvation, like right there on the street, they came up to me and it's something so random and so weird, like yes. exactly like you're That's saying. True. And I'm like, and I'm so caught off half the time where I'm like, this, and like you said, I'm like, this must be the Lord because this is mm -hmm. so random. Yes. <laughs> and has to be this is God. not a conversation normal people have. <laughs> yes. This has to be the Lord, but it's encouraging to all of us because God does that. I mean, he will bring yes. people to you or uh, people who are hurting. I think a lot of times too, people have people come in and out of their life and they don't understand why they have a lot of people so come good. in and out of their life. Right. Well, I know why. You have people come in and out of your life because there's an assignment on your life to minister, encourage, and help people and so serve good. people. And then they move on. And that's actually something the Lord is doing in your life. And you're not even that's aware so God's good. using you. Most of the time, too, everyone listening, God's using you way more than you even know. Because a so lot good. of times so we true. don't even know. Like Jesse's like, oh, this is funny. You're talking about this. Well, I never planned to talk about that. And isn't it a coincidence we're talking <laughs> about it? No, it's the Lord. It's the Lord right. leading this conversation. So the Holy Spirit's leading this conversation and bringing up these topics. And we're talking about the things that the Lord's leading all of this. And so I right. have no idea unless if Jesse would have never said that guys, I would have had no idea. Cause I'm not going, Oh, well, I know the Lord's doing this in her life. Like I'm not some weirdo. Like I'm just right. talking and it's, it's right. God leading us. And for most of you listening, that's how the Lord does use you. It's you're not totally. even aware. You're not even aware that the person you text or the person you called, Hey, they needed it. They needed it that so day good. and they may not have told you, Hey, I needed this today, but they did so need that good. day. So don't ever ignore the unction of the Holy spirit, whether it's with a stranger or with your own family or with a friend or with the lady, right. like Jesse said, behind you in line, who you feel like you should pay for her groceries and you just, you can't drop it. You just can't drop it. Well, right. yeah, it's the Lord follow him follow so him. Good. And well, and something you said, Kelsey, really quick that I just want to touch on, because I think that it's so important. Like what you just said is like paying attention to that unction. And a lot of times, like, I think we, we live in a generation where we see so much on social media, we see like the big, like moments, right. The big mm -hmm. highlight reels, and uh, we don't realize like the lifestyle things. And I remember I read once in a book like years ago, this must have been 10 years ago, um, about the prophetic, about growing and hearing God's voice. And one of the things the author, I don't even remember who wrote this book, but the author said, if you want to grow in the prophetic, 
become the most encouraging person that you know. Mm. And I remember being like, that's weird. Like that doesn't seem so like supernatural, but Uh I just was like, all right, like I'll give it a go. Like I wanted to be more prophetic and hear God's voice. And I just started with non-prophetic things and I would write letters to friends that would just encourage Mm. them. And I would, I started to do this thing where I would write out encouraging letters and I would ask the Lord as I was walking down the street, like who the letter was for. And I would just hand out these like encouraging letters to strangers. Oh, that's awesome. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. Like I called it my messenger bag prophecies because that's like when messenger bags were popular. <laughs> oh, hold but, on. We're going way back now, girl. Hold on. Way like, back. You're taking this me is, back to like high school. <laughs> I know. This is way back. And I just remember like just asking the Lord for like creative ways to encourage people. And I realized again, it's like, like all of these things, God wants us to expand his kingdom to like, you know, pro- we know like prophecy, for example, is to edify and is to build up. That's the first function of the prophetic. And I know people want to have yeah. these like big national words. Mm-hmm. They want to like be able to guess someone's birthday But like, what's the point of guessing someone's birthday if you don't actually love them and you're not trying to draw them closer to the Lord? Come on. And so I I would just want to encourage you, like, if you want to grow in the supernatural, you want to grow in signs and wonders and miracles, like getting into a habit of even just asking the Lord, like, who can I text today to just encourage? Like, Like the Lord will use that stuff. And again, as you steward those things, all of a sudden, then he'll trust you with bigger things, with Mm. the the person walking out of a wheelchair, with the the like big, crazy miracles, because on a Thursday afternoon, you're texting your son's teacher and telling them that you're so thankful that they're such an incredible teacher, that they're so anointed at teaching and the way that you're blessing their, your family. And, and that's, and that stuff matters to the Lord and he multiplies that. Yes. Yes. That's so, so good because being the great, Jesus says the greatest in the kingdom is the one who serves all. Right. So what are you doing when you're putting others first before you, you're saying, God, use me to help others, to encourage others. Well, first of all, that's a selfless act because you could be doing something for you in that moment, right? You could be doing something you want to do, but instead you're asking to think about others. You're asking how you can encourage and love others. And that is exactly what Jesus says. The greatest in the kingdom will be is those who serve others. And we forget that we want to be on the stage and we want to have the microphone and we want to do all that stuff. But you know what? Jesus doesn't say that's the greatest in the kingdom. Right. He, and he sees, he sees all, he knows all, he knows the intent, heart, he knows the thoughts, he knows everything. And I mean, it's so just like the love of God can flow through you supernaturally. And it's as easy as just going, I want to love others like I love myself and I want to show your love to them. And I want to care about others. I want to genuinely care about other people 
and, and genuinely encourage them, Lord, with your word. And I think that's the first step in, in starting to see right. God just explode with like crazy, people always call them coincidences. Well, you're going to see a lot of those start to operate in your <laughs> life when you start doing stuff like this. You're going to be like, whoa, so whoa, <laughs> like how did I even, and then you'll start having feelings like, um, like Jesse brought up, uh, your son's teacher, you know, one time my daughter, when she was in preschool, I just, every time I walked by the teacher, I felt like her, there was something wrong with her son and he needed prayer. And every, and, and finally, after like a week of that, Jesse, I was like, I'm going to say something. <laughs> so I did, I ended up saying something to her. I said, Hey, is, is everything okay with your son? Or is he battling like a sickness and in, in his body? She said, yes, he is. And she didn't tell me what it was, but she said, yes, he does need prayer. Would you please pray for him? And I got oh. to encourage her and pray for her and her son. And that you should have seen her face. Like she was an absolute, because this was a Methodist preschool, Jesse. This was no like charismatic. <laughs> she was, she was thinking like, how do you know that? How right. do you know that? And it's only by the Holy Spirit that I would know anything like that. <laughs> and, but that's not the point. Wasn't that, oh, you're special. It would, the point was that God sees me and God loves my right. son and God hears my prayers and God brought someone alongside right. of me to pray with me. And that's what she saw. Her, she saw the supernatural, but her eyes looked to God because wow, God loves so me. Good. God sees me. And that's what it's all about. It's about God and his love and his kingdom and what Jesus so has good. done. And all of this is steps to all of the, 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 uh, new era, the new church or how you want to be walking with God. Um, so yeah, Jesse, we took a total left turn <laughs> on, on the highway here today, but that's okay. That's okay. At least so, we're still on the road. <laughs> yeah, we're still on the road. We're still going somewhere. So, okay. I think we, we hit most of the stuff though. We hit most of the stuff that, that you wanted to talk about. So there's now endless that, amounts of things. That's why I love being endless. on Elijah fire. Cause I can just process all the things that the Lord is dealing with in me. <laughs> yes. Bring it on. We're, we'll, we'll process it. <laughs> so, okay. I, I would love if you would pray, um, for those listening and whatever the Holy Spirit lays on your heart to pray. Um, just before we end today, I would love to, to just minister to them a little bit, pray, um, <laughs> whatever the Lord's, the Lord's giving you. Yeah, actually, um, before this chat, the Lord kind of was highlighting to me this verse. So I'll read it and then I'm going to, I'll pray into this and then we can just see what happens. But, um, so the verse that I got was Hebrews 12 one through two. And it says, it says, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Mm -hmm. And I just, really felt like the Lord was saying that there's people that were watching today or listening later on. And it feels like you're entangled right now. Like literally that's how it physically feels. Like you feel mm. like you're trapped and you feel mm. like you're floating. Like those are the words that you've been using when you're talking to your friends. You feel like you're like, ah, like I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like I'm floating. That's like the words that you're saying. And if that is you specifically, this is a word for you. 
Um, if it, if that's not how you're feeling, you're like, I feel so awesome. Well, this is still a word for you. Um, but the reality is, is God wants us to be consciously aware of the things that are pulling us away from our faith. And he wants us to be aware of possible like sins or baits from Satan that are entangling mm. us like things like gossip and slander and offense and hurt. And some of you even like you just need to get off social media for a little bit because you're in this like swirl of chaos and you're mm. constantly reacting and you feel like you can't even hear from heaven. And the Lord is drawing us all in deeper into the mm -hmm. secret place, into his presence. And it says, let us run with perseverance, which means that we just keep going. We keep pressing in. It's like reading your Bible when you're tired, like waking mm -hmm. up early when your baby's been up all night, right? Mm -hmm. It's like doing the things that you know fulfill you even though it's not convenient because there is a calling on your life. There is a purpose on your life and it's been marked out for you. And so I know like when I feel apathetic, when I feel like I'm not passionate, I'm not on fire, like I need to do the disciplines. I need to do the things like prayer and fasting and solitude and clearing yes. my schedule and fixing my eyes on Jesus and getting mm. into his presence. And I think there are people that are watching and you know, this is you and you can just let us know in the chat. But if you really are honest with yourself, like your time in the word, your time in God's presence, it's been kind of on the back burner. Like mm. you're just a little bit busy right now. And I just want to pray right now for you that the enemy would not deceive you, that you are not too busy for prayer. That is a word from the Lord. He says, you are not too busy to pray. When you realize that prayer is as important to you as breathing, as sleeping, mm. as eating, like you would never say that you're too busy to sleep or too busy to eat, you would find a way. I pray that the revelation mm. of the Holy Spirit would come upon you, that you would realize you are not too busy to pray, that you would mark it, that you would realize that this is going to be the very thing that gives you life. And it rejuvenates you that you will dream again, that you will have mm. visions, you will have exciting ideas because the Lord longs to speak to you. Mm. And so Holy Spirit, I ask that you would increase our hunger. And for those listening and those watching, and you're like, man, I don't feel hungry. It's okay. Be honest with the Lord and say, Lord, I don't feel very hungry right now. Help me mm. to be hungry. Help mm. me to desire you, God. Help me to want to want you. And the mm. Lord will answer you. He says he, he will be found by those that seek him. So just say, God, help me to seek you. Help me to want to seek you. Yes, and he Lord. will answer those prayers. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. I just see you. It's like this tug of war game. I just see this giant rope and he's just pulling on the rope and he's pulling you in. And I just want to encourage you, just don't resist him. Just don't resist him. He's drawing you in deeper mm. and he's pulling you into his presence. And he wants you to be in this 24 hour heightened awareness of his tangible love and his tangible presence. And so I release that over you right now in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. Amen.
And it's funny you said you see a rope tug of war because I'm seeing that there's people watching that have had a desire to do missions. And it's like this wow. desire inside of you and you you want to do missions. You want to go. You want to be part of that. You want to experience sharing God's love and feeding people and helping people. And you've been asking the Lord, like, I want to do this, but the funds are not there. And so that's a big thing of what's been holding you back is that wow. you don't have the funds to do it. And I saw a rope going into a well and I saw you being lowered on the rope and people holding the rope, lowering you into it, which God's showing me that there's people that are in your life that will sow into helping you do missions. So good. But you have to step out and you have to ask and trust the Lord. You need to ask. You need to ask people to help you. You need to say, hey, I'm thinking about going on this missions trip. I really want to uh, go and help these people and preach the gospel and feed. And do you think that you could help me do that? I need X amount of money. Put it on social media. Ask loved ones. There's a lot of people that are that are wanting to help something like that. So right. if that's you, I just encourage you that you need to find where you want to go where the Lord's laid on you. Cause some people, you know, when you're called, like you have a certain place you want to go. <laughs> Listen, right. find a group who's going to that place, step out and ask people to help you with the funds. And you need to do that this year. You need to step out because God has people holding you and helping you. And you just need to ask. So don't Still hold good. back anymore on that because this is a year for you to do that. And there's going to be uh, such a fulfillment on your life. Like you almost feel like I'm not fulfilled, even though you're, we're all satisfied and fulfilled in Christ. We are. But you know, when God drops something in your heart and until you do it, there's this longing that can't be satisfied <laughs> until totally. you see that come to pass. So I just want to en encourage um, you if that's you, um, which I don't know, I'm looking at the trying to look at the comments why we talk about this stuff. I know a couple people, Jesse, when you were praying, multiple people were like, that's me. Um, I felt trapped and entangled. And so I saw multiple people say, um, that's me. I just realized so, I can see I the hate, comments. I, I hate just asking. clicked on it. Okay. I, I hate, like, that I hate asking <laughs> for money. I know, but this is, it's not. So the reason you're asking for money <laughs> is to go and do something for the king. It's different than being like, oh, I can't, you know, pay my rent or like you're asking, right. like, let's say you want to buy um, like a Mercedes and you're like, help me buy my Mercedes when really <laughs> all you can afford is a Honda. You should probably just buy a Honda, right? Like we don't, right. we're not coveting a car. This is for missions to go help people. And, and the Lord's saying that to you. So don't get past that of like, oh, I don't want to ask. You need to ask because the Lord wants to bless you through it. So don't deny, don't block his blessing by being like, no, I'm, I don't want to do that. Trust me. Trust me on this right. one. Um, the Lord dropped it in my heart to tell you. So, um, father, I just, I thank you for the call of missions, um, on her life, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you are opening the doors. Um, to fulfill that dream. See, not only God, did you place the desire, you also bring the fulfillment. So God, you are um, everything to us in all ways. God, you plan the beginning from the end. You ordain our steps, Lord, and you have a purpose and a plan um, for her life. And she will see that desire, even dreams. Mm -hmm. You've had dreams of like seeing yourself doing missions that God will fulfill that. Um, and I pray, Lord, um, 
that you would just encourage her heart today through this word, God. Um, and thank you for open doors. And I ask that you would just bless her life and, and give her the desires of her heart, God. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm, amen. So amen. good. All right. All right, Jesse. I know you gotta you gotta get back to <laughs> I, I'm like I'm <laughs> the thinking children. in my head. Yeah, she's gotta get back to the children because I know what that's like. I know what that's like. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today. Um, powerful show. I love we need to do this more. Um, I love totally. With you. I know I missed you, Kelsey. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Next time you're in Charlotte or if you're ever at like Jeremiah's or Allen's church or anything, you need to text me so I you will. know we can get together. It was so good talking with you and catching up. And I love your passion for the Lord. Um Same. your passion stirs stirs my heart to love God more. So um, thanks for, for joining me and real quick, before we end, how can people follow you? I see saturateglobal.com, but what are the other ways people can follow um, along with you? Yeah, you can go to, um, jesse-green.com. Um, as well as I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Jesse Green. Um, no ease on the end of anything. So just <laughs> people are always like, why is there not an E after Jesse or E after green? I don't know. There's just not. So <laughs> that's what it is. So you can, um, go to our website or social media. Um, and, uh, we do lots of events, um, all over the place and yeah, we love to pray for people and connect with people. So definitely reach out. Yes. And you can, where's your church, Jesse, in case maybe someone's in that um, area? Yeah. Our church is in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is like the coastal part of North Carolina. Um, and it's called Salt Church. So you could go to saltchurches.org. Um, we do baptisms every single week. Um, last mm-hmm. week we had three healings in service, which was super fun oh, and really cool. And I got just doing really fun stuff here. So, um, yeah, if you're one of those people where you like, you're like, my church is compromised. Well, come on over to salt and we will take care of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll be awesome. You'll It'll leave, be, yeah. you'll leave filled, but full of the word <laughs> and uh, full of passion. So I cry yes. every service. I'm like every Aww. single week. Like when, when, when you said the thing about like when someone teaches the word and it just like pierces you, like I, I read my Bible every day. And still when I go to church and um, specifically, even like when Parker preaches the way that he breaks it down, it like cuts through. And I'm just like every week having these encounters with the Lord. And I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful that um, just there are other Christians on the earth that we can like go on this journey with together. So it's really fun and special. Yes. And I'm sure your church is absolutely Amazing, Jesse. I mean, if I was in Wilmington, which Ryan actually went to college, my husband went to college in Wilmington. So before we had our three little, our three little besties, we would take trips to Wilmington. But now with the kids, you know, things are totally different. But we love Wilmington. So if we ever come to Wilmington, I'm yeah, you got to come for a little beach vacation. I would love that. That'd be amazing. So yeah, we'll connect. All right. But anyways, guys, we love you so much. Have an amazing blessed weekend. I pray that you're full of passion uh, for God and fire of his presence and that you'd share the gospel 
with all of those around you. Jeff will be back on Monday with Clay and Grace and Lo. Uh, that's going to be an awesome, an awesome show. Love them. So we'll see you guys on Monday. God bless. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 